will not be televised. And yet we've seen oppression, suffering, and resistance streamed in real time across this country and around the world, from Palestine to D.C. In times like these, it's imperative to have a station like WPFW that centers justice, reflects hope, and fosters solidarity throughout our music and public affairs programming. From February 4th through the 24th, we offer you the opportunity to partner with us in this critical work of liberation by donating during our Winter Pledge Drive and ensuring that WPFW will be here to chronicle the revolution. WPFW, Revolutionary Radio for Revolutionary Times. Good evening. It's just about 6 p.m. in the nation's capital. My name's Garland Nixon. The name of the show is News Views on every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Don't forget, I'm going to do a show. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about stuff. But it is important to remember that we are in Fun Drive. So let me start off by giving out the number 202-588-9739. Please call and uh, contribute. Help keep this show on the air. Help keep this station on the air. I got plenty to talk about. And my main man, Jerry, GM, he's going to come in at about 20 after and talk with us for five minutes. And and it, because it's critical, you know, it's critical for me to be able to do this. I know a lot of people really enjoy this show. Some people hate it. But in order to hate it, some people listen because they like it. And some people do what they call hate listening. They listen. So they go, I hate that Garland. He's terrible. But why can't I can't stop listening to his show? Well, whatever the case may be, punish yourself, at, but help others. 202 202- Five eight eight nine seven three nine two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine. All right, I'm going to start with an article. If I can ever get my machine up and running. <clears throat> All right. Okay, let's start here. Here's an article. Black, excuse me. Black church leaders call for halt to all U.S. funding of Israel amid mass genocide. African Methodist Episcopal leader, church leaders call for a halt to all U.S. funding of Israel. Um, they apparently have written a letter, accused Israel of denying Palestinians of access to food, water, and shelter. Their top officials has called for U.S. governments to halt its funding to Israel, citing the deaths of tens of thousands of Palestinians. And they got left a statement, blah, blah, blah. Recently, um, a bunch of black preachers, I think like a, a thousand black preachers, sent a letter to Joe Biden saying, the same thing hey this is terrible this is inhuman you need to stop now time for me to comment on that bad news brothers and sisters real bad news black preachers ame church people and everything else bad news for you you are about to find out what i already know (laughs) you about to find out what i've been saying for the last 10 years going to be 11th now going into this year on this show They are not going to listen to you. They don't care. You're not part of the decision-making process. Now, now think about this for one second. Just for one second. Medicare for all, right? A plurality, above 50% of the American people, all Americans, believe that the government should provide health care for everybody. The government can afford to do it, but they won't. Most Americans would. Roughly, 80% of Democrats are in favor of it. But the Democratic leadership ain't. The 20 percent that is uh, answers to the ruling elite say no. And that means no. Oh, between 70 and 80 percent of America, somewhere around. Let's just go with the low 70 percent of people in the Democratic Party want to stop the genocide. They want what they say is um, an immediate cease and permanent ceasefire. Right. 
uh, not happening. The rulership, leadership of the Democratic Party, the answer is no. Black folks especially, bad news for you all. Every four years, they're going to come to your church. They're going to go up in the pulpit. They're going to say, you, you got to vote for us because, you know, point the finger. Trump's over there. McCain, Bob Dole, there's a Republican over there. They're coming to get you. You got to support me. What are you going to get? You're going to get nothing is what you're going to get. Nothing. And four years from now, you're going to get nothing again. And when you come to them and say, you know, hey, this looks like a genocide. We don't like that. We'd like you to start. You know what the answer is? You got no say in this party. <laughs> the Demo word Democratic Party does not apply to the process. They're not listening to you. Look, look, if 80% of the people want Medicare for all, they can't get that. They want a ceasefire. They can't get that. What can they get? They can get nothing. Zero. I'll go back to something I've said many times on this show. It was highly reported and Barack Obama never denied it that in 2020, the Barack Obama said, if uh, it, be, it looks like there's going to be a runaway and Bernie's going to starts to win, I'll have to step in. What was he saying? If the majority of the people in the party want Bernie Sanders, then Obama will have to step in on behalf of the ruling elite and stop it. This is not a democratic process. You have no say. That your vote, you are allowed to vote. The Democratic Party will somewhat fight for black votes because they want you to put them in power. Now, it only goes one way. When you come back to them and say that's a genocide, which you're right, it's evil, which you're right, you should stop, which you're right, the answer is no. No. You're going to learn what I already know. It's what they do. This ain't the first genocide. Native American people, see ya. Black slaves, apartheid. This is the history of the United States that you're seeing. It is right in front of your face now. And you really think that the Democratic Party, the people that they genocided in the past, and I say they, I mean the American ruling elite, that they're going to listen to them today to stop genociding? It's not happening. The question to me is not, and I'm, I love you, black churches, AME, whoever, I love you. Well, I, and the wonderful thing you're doing, going to the Democratic leadership and saying, hey, man, you're in charge. Stop the genocide. You know what my question to you is? What are you going to do when you are awakened to the truth of what Malcolm X said in the early 60s? The early 60s. What did he say? Malcolm X said, look, to black folks then. He said, look. When it comes to all the voting and stuff, you know, white folks break about even with the Republicans and the Democrats. And you come along and make the difference. You come along and you vote for the Democrats and you put them in power. You put them first and they get in power and they give their donors what they want. They give the military industrial. Company, they give big pharma what they want. They give everybody what they want. And if they have a crumb left at the end, they might give you a crumb. You put them first. And they put you last. What did Malcolm X say? Because you're a chump. You are a political chump. So I would simply say to the brothers, the beloved brothers and leaders of the AME, the beloved brothers and the leaders of those who went to the Democratic leadership and wrote that letter with like a thousand preachers and said, do this. I would let I would say to you, you don't you've done the right thing. You've done a good, strong Christian thing to ask to stop a genocide, right? You did what you should do. Commendable. 
The question is, what will you do when you are awakened to the reality that they don't listen to you, that they don't care what you have to say, that the ruling elite gives you a veneer, they give you a fake, uh, a trope of, 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 of democracy. They lie and they pretend that they care what you think and they want to listen to you so they can get your votes every four years. And at the end of the four years, they're going to scream Trump, 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 Trump. And you're going to come back like crawling to them like a prostitute again. That they're going to give you nothing. You're going to say, will you stop the genocide? They will say, shut up and get out of my office. Negro, you get nothing. You don't got no say around here. We're not listening to you. See ya. Have a nice day. Don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. That's what they're going to tell you. And in, in a couple of months, they'll be back in September. Hey. And then you know what they'll do? Then they'll really feel, oh, they got it now. They got the plan. You know, guess what they're going to do? Soon as you like sleep, slump your head a little bit. Well, you know, I don't think it's right. We asked you to stop a genocide and you wouldn't you wouldn't stop a genocide. You know what they're going to say? Hope we got we got you covered, bro. Watch this. And they're going to bring out Obama and Michelle Obama and march him out on the stage and say, look at here. Look at that. You are represented. There's a black face, a beautiful black family. Don't you feel represented? And when you say, well, yeah, that's nice. But would you listen to me? No. That's all you get, my friends. You get symbolism. You get a black face in front of you. And then we say, don't you feel good because we put a black face in front of you now? Shut up and come vote for us. Because look over there, it's Trump. You know, I have a feeling. I may be wrong. I have a feeling that some black folks are starting to wake up. I have a feeling that some some people all over the place are starting to wake up to the reality that they're not part of the decision making process. You see, democracy means that the people are in charge, that the people are in charge of the democratic process, that the people put people in office to represent them, to represent their views, to stand up for what they believe in. When 80 percent of a party says we want something and the leadership says you can't have it. And heaven forbid, black folks, you should go over to your so-called black misleadership class and ask one of them. Have you show me show me where the black congressmen, black governors, black mayors are standing up saying, hey, I got an idea. Uh, perhaps you should listen to the other black folks that are coming in here. When, when a ceasefire ain't happening. Not going to happen. So the reality of it, do I have sound? Yeah, my sound going out. Is my sound going out okay? Okay. Seems something seems weird. But at any rate, but the reality is this that when it comes down to it, you get the, the input you get in the system. We need a closer. The input you get in the system is that you get to vote people in office who are not going to listen to a word you say. See, think about this. What do the politicians do every four years? They go to the black churches. Why do they go to the black churches? Because there's a lot of black people there and they vote. And they, what do they say? They say to the black preacher, can I come to your pulpit? And the black preacher says, sure. And they show up to their pulpit and the black people wave and they say, hey, black folks, we're standing up. Look outside. The Republicans are going to get you. Oh, it's a, and I'm here. Vote for me and I'll set you free. That's what they say. And they go from black church to black church. Vote for me. Look, I'm on your side. We're all brothers. This is a democracy. You got to stand with me. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. And then this happens. And then a thousand black preachers. How many people do they represent? 
The whole black AME leadership of the of, of, of the church, they come in. How many black folks do these represent? They represent the same people that these people, that the politicians come into their church every uh, 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 four years, for two years, as it were. But guess what? When it comes down to it, this is a one way power sharing move. Vote for me, yes, and you vote for them, them, and they get in office. And you foolishly have an expectation. And at some point it comes along, you wake up and you say, my God, my government is committing a genocide. Oh, but I know what to do. I got a plan. I'm in a democracy. This is easy. I'll, we'll all get our the leaders of our church together because we know every four years they're going to come knocking on the door so they can come to the pulpit and they want our vote so they'll listen to us and then we'll send our leadership over and they'll say to Joe Biden and the Congressional Black Caucus the Congressional Women's Caucus the Congressional Freedom Caucus the Congressional Practice blah 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 and they'll say to them you know you guys want our votes and um, we represent a lot of black voters so we expect you to stop the genocide and they'll say get the hell out of my office uh, last time I checked, it ain't September. Come back in September. We will make you some promises. You ain't going to keep them. You ain't got nothing, zero, nothing you're going to get. But come back and we'll make some promises. But don't ask us for anything. Wait, no, let me change it. You can ask. Ye ask and ye shall not receive. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing about it. And so that's where we are. We are at a place where. My door is open. But at any rate, we'll get it closed. Um, uh, uh, um, the bottom line is where we are now is at a place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See, one thing I've, 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 I've explained this to people before I get freaked out. I'm very uh, OCD. Right. I'm OCD. So everything has to be the same way every time you see me at home. I put my keys in the same place. I put things. And if it's not there, I get freaked out. So what happens sometimes somebody's going in and out of the studio and they'll leave the door open and old OCD Garland goes into spaz mode. Oh, no, no, the door's open. What do I do? What do I say? And you're sitting there saying, what's wrong with Garland? He sounds like what's that brothers. You know, what's wrong with that brother? Something wrong with him. Well, what's wrong with me is I get freaked out anytime anything's different. So there's an open door. Oh, no, something's different. I can't handle it. You know, as my dad used to say, the same thing will make you laugh or make you cry. I can be very specific about things. And so one thing people say about me, well, even when I don't agree with you, Garland, you present specific information. And it's hard to say at least you don't know what you're talking about, which is a good thing. Until you get freaked out because a door is open or because your pin's in the wrong place. It's on the left side and you only keep it on the right side and you start sweating. <laughs> so as I said, it's, it's, it's good, but it's bad. At any rate, before we go any further here, let me remind everybody that um, we, um, we are in Fun Drive. And um, for as all of the things that I say and all of the positions that I take that may be, I don't know, not very welcome by the people in power, if... I were on mainstream radio or TV, I'd be gone. You know how I know that? Because I used to be on mainstream TV and radio, and I ain't no more. Why? Because I'm not a mainstream TV and radio person. You know what I am? I'm a Pacifica person. I am a person who needs to be where you can challenge power.
where you can push back against the power of the people in power. And I can do that here on WPFW. You know why? Because we don't have money coming in from Lockheed Martin and Conoco Phillips and, and Pfizer, Smizer, Blizer, all of the above. None of them. We have money coming in from those who listen and who want to keep this type of medium of available. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. All of those who can, particularly those who can. 202-588-9739 is the number. And as I always say, you understand there's people that only have a few dollars. They don't have much. And, you know, we literally, I'm going to tell you the truth. We have people sometimes that come in and pledge, that call in and pledge $10. And they say, you know what, I'd like to give more, but I'm short. I'm on a fixed income. I'm a senior. I get, you know, I'm living off Social Security, a little bit, little old teeny bit of pension. But 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 that's what I can do. People who don't have much. And you know what? Sometimes that is the greatest um, gift. The greatest gift is from the person who has a little teeny weeny bit and what little they have. They share it with others. Right. That's very important. Right. However. What I'm going to ask is those who do have to make up. There's people also listening right now that's loaded, filthy rich. There's people loaded that really are doing very well that could give $100, $500, or $1,000, or 10000 and they wouldn't even know it was gone. It wouldn't even be nothing, right? Well, what I'm going to ask is those that can afford to do that, whatever it is, if it's 500 if it's 100 if it's 1000 whatever you can afford to do, I'm going to ask that those that can afford to give a larger chunk do that. Because if you think about it, if we got, a hundred people that can just give five dollars, five dollars, right? That's all they got. Seniors and fixed income, blah blah blah. Okay, they ain't got that much. One person that can afford it can give five hundred dollars, and you have just carried the load for a hundred poor people that don't have it to give, and they can continue to get the programming that they love, that they deserve, the music that they won't hear anybody anywhere else, crazy OCD people like me flipping out because the door is open and my pencil's on the wrong side and I can't find my keys. They get all of that stuff because you're making a difference. So those who can, and you know who you are, the number, call right now, 202-588-9739. It is critical that you call and make a difference. Thank you very much. 202-588-9739. Jerry, did you have a comment? Well, no. There's also the website, which is wpfwfm.org. Besides everything else that is there, there's our archives, there's our schedule, there's uh, car donations. There's a Donate Now button there. You hit that Donate Now button to pledge quickly and securely. And Garland said it earlier, no amount is too small, no amount is too large. This is a community effort, and we just need your energy. Any amount will do. We are sitting at 15.6% of goal right now. We would love to get to a 100% because I believe that this is the last news views for this pledge drive. So we've got to hit the numbers. Please help us out. Make that call, 202-588-9739. Everybody's got a smartphone. On your smartphone, open up Cash App, type in dollar sign WPFW and you can make a quick donation there please help us out thank you very much now let me let me tell you while we're at it let me touch with something else you know people that know me know something I believe in and again it's part of my whole OCD thing consistency standards I believe in standards one of the problems that we have in America I really believe this right now is a lack of standards a lack of consistency and here's the way it works I want justice 
for my friends and those who I approve of, but not for those who I don't like. Now, what is that? That is the difference. Paul Robeson Jr. used to always talk about this. He talked about the difference between rule of law, right? It's a standard that applies to everyone or arbitrary application of the law. You only apply the rules to those that you don't like. That ain't a democracy. That's not democratic. That is totalitarianism. Whoever I don't like, I will apply these. And how do I judge whether or not you are a person who believes in consistency? This is easy. Do you believe in justice for those you don't like? Here's what I mean. Think about the First Amendment. The First Amendment is of no value for, doesn't protect popular speech. Why? Does anyone have to protect you from, if you stand on a corner, on a box, waving an American flag saying, I love America and everything America uh, does is great. You don't need First Amendment protections. Ain't nothing going to happen to you, right? The person who who needs the protections is the unpopular speech. Specifically, the person who stands on the corner and says, burns an American flag and says, America's wrong about this, this, or that. That is the person who is protected by the First Amendment because it's unpopular speech because the government's going to come and say, you can't burn a flag, you can't say that. The First Amendment's there to protect you. I judge fairness. Or Here's another example. Do you believe that no matter how much you dislike him, that Donald Trump should be treated with fairness in the same standards as everybody? I do. I don't I don't need the name of the person. I believe that every human being, no matter how much I love them, no matter how much I hate them, should be treated by the same standards. Otherwise, you don't have a rule of law. You don't have a system. You have arbitrary application of the law. Let me move forward from somewhere that I'm going from this. A couple different things. I'll start with Julian Assange. Julian Assange, the U.S. has charged him with espionage, this and that. He is now in, um, he is now in England, and the U.S. government is trying to um, uh, 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 extradite him back here so they can put him in jail. Here's my question about that: The United States has charged him with espionage. He is an Australian citizen, so he ain't an American citizen. His publishing company was in Sweden. Nothing that he did was in the United States. What jurisdiction does the United States have over Julian Assange? Let me ask you something. Right now, could the United States, could a policeman from Boston and look and say 35 mile an hour zone on this particular road? Could he then go to Paris, stop a car and charge him with speeding? And when they say, well, mom, what are you talking about? You have no jurisdiction here. You can't speed in Boston. I'm charged. No, you couldn't do that. Why? Because he's not in the United States. He's not in Boston. You have no jurisdiction. Let me ask you this. Could somebody from, let me throw a country out, Saudi Arabia. Could a Saudi Arabia, could the government of Saudi Arabia come right here to Washington, D.C. and grab me and Jerry Paris, the, the general manager, and arrest us and say, well, why? Because you said something bad about Saudi Arabia. And in the country of Saudi Arabia, that's illegal. So I'm going to arrest you. You know what we'd say? We ain't in Saudi Arabia. You have no jurisdiction here. Go back to Saudi Arabia. Wouldn't we? So how does the United States have jurisdiction over an Australian citizen who's in who did his work in Sweden? 
It is simple because the United States is not a country. It is an empire like Rome, like the Ottoman Empire. Empires try to run the whole world. Why do you think we got 850 bases around the world? Do you think they're there to bring peace? Do you think they're to do goody, goody things? Those are bases of occupation. The U.S. is trying to run the world. And it's saying, hey, he did something that we don't like in another country. We're going to apply our rules to the other country, but we have no jurisdiction. So we're going to say we're going to arrest a guy from, from, from Australia who did his work in Sweden and say it's illegal because in the United States it's illegal, which it ain't. Let me ask you this. Can Sweden do that? Can Sweden, the government of Sweden, come here and arrest an American citizen from the New York Times because they don't like what they said? Do you think the United States would say, here you go, Sweden, take them and prosecute them back in Stockholm? No, they wouldn't. Now, let me give you another one right here. A another perfect example. And people don't think about this. I'm going to read it to you if I can ever find it. CNN, four charged in connection with trying to smuggle Iranian missile components. The... Uh, Four mariners who were caught by Navy sailors while attempting to deliver Iranian-made missile components to the Houthis are now facing federal charges. In a nighttime operation, the United States seized ballistic missiles and cruise components off the coast of Somalia. Right? Two Navy... Okay, and they go on to say they grabbed these four guys off the coast of Somalia... And they're bringing them back to the United States and they're charging them with a crime. Here's my question. When I think about off the coast of Somalia, those people are Africans. When I think about it's in the Red Sea, there's Yemen there, the Saudi Arabia is there. Here's my question. What jurisdiction does the United States have in the Red Sea to charge somebody with a crime? arbitrarily can the united states just go to i don't know antarctica and say hey you've got heroin that's illegal in the united states well you're in antarctica eight thousand miles away but you know what it's a crime we're going to charge you and bring you back to the united states makes no sense does it makes no sense we're going to go all halfway across what did the houthis say when the U.S. was like, yes, we're going to the Red Sea to stop the And the Houthis said, wait a minute. You don't see us coming to the, off the coast of the east, uh, east coast of the United States, do you? Y'all come to our neighborhood. We're a Muslim country. We got an African country here. This is our shores. And the United States comes to the shores of the Africans and the Muslims and say the Red Sea is ours and we can charge who we want. Oh, they're smuggling Iranian. First of all. If Iran wants to send missiles to Yemen in the Red Sea, the United States has no legal jurisdiction to tell them they can't. Of what right does the United States have to go around the world and say that ship can't move here? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. The United States has, 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 has ships, missiles. Do, do, do. do you think that an Iranian ship could sail up the Chesapeake Bay and say, oh, there's an American ship with missiles. We're going to pull you over. We're going to arrest you and take you back to Iran. You think you, that would be war? The United States wouldn't do that. No, you can't take our people. You have no jurisdiction in the Chesapeake Bay. Well, then how does the United States have jurisdiction in the Red Sea to say to the Muslims and the Africans, hey, your land is our land. And we decided that these are our waters and we're going to charge this person and that person. Let me go one further. I'll continue on with this. So in the news is this thing, uh, Russia, Alexei Navalny. So Alexei Navalny is a Russian guy who is in prison in Russia and he dies in prison in Russia. 
He's a Russian citizen, ain't he? In a Russian prison, isn't he? Let me ask you something. You ever heard of Jeffrey Epstein? You ever heard of him? Jeffrey Epstein was an American citizen. He was uh, in an American prison. He died. It was alleged that he committed suicide. Does anybody believe he committed suicide? That, that conveniently, the cameras happened to go out. The um, guards happened to fall asleep. And then Epstein happened to hang himself. Just happened to do that. And uh, let me read a little something to you in case you didn't know this. Does anybody know that Jeffrey Epstein, did you know that he had a, a cellmate? Did you know he had a cellmate? Now, he was a guy they were supposed to be protecting, right? Here's an article. Epstein's cellmate, an ex-cop convicted of killing four people. Former police officer Nicholas Taglioni, who once shared a cell with Jeffrey Epstein, was found guilty in a New York federal court of gangland-style murderers. If you look into that case, here's what you'll find out. They put Jeffrey Epstein in a cell with a mafia hitman who had just rubbed out four people. And shockingly, he, and oh, by the way, he strangled one of them to death. And shockingly, Jeffrey Epstein hung himself or maybe was strangled. Let me ask you this. If you got arrested and they put you in a cell with a mafia hitman named Nicholas Tartaglioni, who had just murdered four people in a mob hit, would you think the government was trying to keep you alive? Is anybody shocked? They put him in a cell with a mafia hitman, and then he ended up dead. They killed Epstein. What kind of a fool would look at that and say, oh, sure, Epstein hung himself. It was purely, you know, I mean, the guy was depressed. He had a difficult time. He happened to be in a cell with a mafia hitman. You don't believe me? Look it up. Look it up. Nicholas Tartaglioni. Look it up. He is a gigantic steroid monster. Jerry's in here. I'm going to show you. Jerry, look at this is the guy. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. He makes Hulk Hogan look like olive on, uh, you know, olive oil on, uh, on, 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 uh, on, uh, on, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that Popeye. Right. I mean, he's a monster. Now, they put you in a cell with this guy, a mafia hitman who just killed four people. He strangled one of them. Say your prayers. Call your preacher, have them give you your final rights, call your family members, tell them you love them, do get your final affairs in order because you're a goner. Why do I say all that? I say all that for a reason. Yeah, they rubbed him out. Certainly we understand that. What kind of a fool wouldn't see that they killed Epstein? We know that. Can I ask you a question? Do you recall Russia or China saying, ooh, we got to sanction the United States because Jeffrey Epstein died? Why, why didn't they? Because they have no jurisdiction here. He is an American citizen in an American prison, and he died. And the Russians and the Chinese didn't say a word. Now, this is logic I'm giving you. Somebody argue with this logic. The Russians and the Chinese didn't say a mumbling word. They knew, like I knew, that the U.S. government killed this man because he was a spy, if you don't, in case you didn't know about Epstein. But neither the Russians or the Chinese, they didn't say, well, we've got to uh, sanction the United States because they killed. You know what the Russians and the Chinese figured out real quick? He's an American citizen. He's in an American prison. We have no jurisdiction there. That's up to the United States. If the American people don't like it, they can deal with it. 
It ain't our business. Accurately so. Because it ain't none of the Russians or Chinese business what we do with our prisoners. Not we. What the United States government. Me and Jerry and you can call and say, man, that ain't right. We don't like Epstein. But you're not supposed to just kill a prisoner like that. You don't just put a man in a cell with a mafia hitman that just strangled four people and then pretend like he died of natural causes. Get out of here. Or suicide. Suicide. Yeah, right. But we know. I put it like this. If Russia and China said we're going to sanction the United States, I would sit there and say you don't have no jurisdiction to sanction the United States. Yeah, they killed him, but you're in a different country and he's not your citizen. Right or wrong? Somebody tell me I'm wrong. Let me go back to Alexei Navalny. Ain't he a Russian citizen? Isn't he in a Russian prison? What right does the United States have, number one, to arrest Julian Assange for something that he did in Sweden when we got no jurisdiction? What right does the United States have to go off the coast of Somalia and arrest some Somalian people and bring them here and charge them with a crime that is only a crime in the United States? We have no jurisdiction off the coast of Somalia. What right do the Russians or the Chinese have to come to the United States and petition our government, harass our government because an American citizen named Jeffrey Epstein died in an American jail? It's none of the Russians and Chinese businesses. And what what business does the United States have to say a Russian citizen in elect, in, in, named Alexei Navalny died in a Russian jail? And, oh, we're not going to tolerate that. We must punish Russia. It ain't none of our business. Who do we think we are that we can go around the world? What next? We're going to go to Bolivia and inspect their prisons? Uruguay? We're going to go to, I mean, country after country. Well, what are we going to put together a team that goes to Guana, then Guinea-Bissau, then Burkina Faso? We're going to go continent by continent, put a team of Americans that go from country to country to inspect their prisons to see whether or not we think everybody should be in there or not. Ain't none of our business. Not in Afghanistan, not in Ghana. Not in China, not in Russia, not in Sweden. It's none of our business what other countries do with their citizens in their country. If we got a problem with it, there is a venue to address that. Do you know what that's called? It's called the United Nations. If we don't like what China did with one of their people, what Russia did with one of their people, there is a venue. We can go to the United States. Dare I say we could go to the International Court of Justice and file a complaint. We could go take it to the to the Security Council for a vote. We could take it to the General Assembly of the There are avenues for the United States or any country that thinks another country is treating people wrong to go. But for the United States to arbitrarily say we think you are doing something wrong with your citizen in your country, in your jail. Any country should say to the United States, go jump in the lake, ain't none of your business. Did I tell you what to do with Jeffrey Epstein? I don't remember calling you. That's what the Russians, the Chinese, the Somalians, all of them should say to Joe Biden. I don't remember calling you and giving you recommendations on what to do when Jeffrey Epstein died. Do you remember getting a phone call from me? Nothing. You didn't hear from me. You know why? Because ain't none of my business. And when it comes to all of the rest of this stuff, a standard, remember what I said, standards, 
everybody should have the same expectation of rights. And if the United States will not allow the Iranians or the North Koreans or the Russians or the Chinese or anybody else to sail up the Chesapeake Bay and inspect ships and arbitrarily arrest American citizens, then we sure as heck shouldn't be sailing up the Red Sea, arresting their citizens and bringing them here. And if the United States will not allow somebody to come and say to us, hey, Jeffrey Epstein died in prison and we need some answers. The United States going to say you get none. Then how in the heck are we going to ask somebody else for answers? That is consistency. Now, if you are an imperialist, then you believe that the empire is privileged. That the United States can do things that nobody else can do. That we can say things, but they can't. Why? Because we got a bigger army? Because we got a bigger economic and we can sanction people. Well, now you're talking about the law of the jungle, aren't you? You're talking about who got the biggest fangs and claws. Now what you're saying is these other countries have to do what we tell them to do because we can use violence against them. Or we can use coercion and we can sanction them. Now you're not talking about a system of justice. You're talking about a system of coercion and force. Now other countries have to do what we can say because we will coerce them through economic uh, 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 coercion, through military coercion. And I don't care what you think of any other country. I don't think that much of this one. Tell you the truth. Not the government that we not. I love my country. The government that we have are a bunch of genocidal lunatics right now as evidenced by the fact that they're committing a genocide as we speak. I think that's evidence of genocide. If you commit one right now, then you're probably a genocidal lunatic. So my point being this. I'm just saying. I believe in consistency. That's what I'm saying. So when you, you they go on, when you turn on the TV and they start telling you what the U.S. Navy is doing in this country, what the Army is doing, they grab some people from doing this, and the U.S. military is demanding that this country does that, and Tony Blinkens is over saying that country must do that. We will not tolerate you doing this. Think to yourself, in a just world, what right do we have? To go around the world telling other countries what they can or can't do when we won't let them come here and tell us what we can and can't do. The number again is 202-588-9739. It's 202-588-9739. Now, let me give you an example. What I just said in a nation like this is very unpopular for, as far as the government's concerned. You think the government wants me to talk about consistent rule of law and consistent legal standards and, and, inter, and, and, and what we will call uh, 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 jurisdictional issues? legal jurisdiction about where the United States government has the legal jurisdiction to prosecute others. You think they want me talking about that? No, uh, no, they do not. Because once you hear these things, you can't unhear them. See, once you hear what I have to say, you might not like it. But when you turn on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, whatever the case tomorrow, and they say, yes, we're doing this with Navalny's blah, 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 in Russia. And oh, this guy in this country, you're going to think to yourself, you know, Darn that Garland Nixon, I can't stand him. But he did bring the question to the floor as to whether or not we have legal jurisdiction in those other countries and what right we have to go around the world telling other countries what to do when we won't let us tell them, them tell us what to do. That's going to stick in your mind. You can't unhear that because it's factual. 
It is consistency. It has nothing to do with me. It's like logic. It's like the truth. The truth is like a lion. You don't have to protect a lion. Set it free and it'll protect itself. That's the thing about the truth. You ain't got to protect. I don't have to. De- I don't have to defend the truth. Leave the truth alone. It knows how to defend itself. Once the truth gets its claws on you, you can't throw it. You can't un clear yourself from tr- the truth and reality. We are not paid by Lockheed Martin and, and General Dynamics and Raytheon. You keep us on the air. And here's what we need you to do. We need you to take the actions that will allow us to allow people like me to continue. Come on and talk this craziness. 202-588-9739. That's the number. Also, you can go to the website, which is WPFWFM.org. We have a donate button right there. It's nice and easy for you. And of course, you can do dollar sign WPFW. Pick your phone up. Cash app. Boom. $100, $50, whatever you got. $10 if that's all you got. Right there, 100 bucks, pound sign, excuse me, dollar sign, WPFW100, send it, boom. We're just as happy as can be. We've got a few people to thank. First one, I got to thank Steve from College Park. He is the one who broke the ice. Steve, thank you very much for getting us started. And Henry from Washington, D.C. Henry, thank you, sir. Thank you to Anonymous from Arlington, Virginia. Virginia in the house. Very important for Virginia representation here at WPFW. And Anonymous from Catonsville, Maryland. Thank you, folks, for getting it. Thank you for being woke. Thank you for allowing us to have a Garland Nixon. That's the only way we can do this. Because if we were commercially supported, government supported, university supported, they'd probably say, you're going to have to take that Garland guy off of the air. (laughs) That is not the case here. We are entirely listener-supported and beholden only to you. You can call. We listen to you. You call and complain about Garland. We'll listen to you. Call. Compliment Garland. We listen to you. You have a voice here. You have influence here. This is yours. That's why Garland says 202-588-9739. Because we need you to keep this going. We have been listener-supported for over 47 years. And they said it was impossible. We're asking you to pick up the gauntlet because this is a fight. We need you to stay there and support what is yours. If you're out of area, still yours. Call toll-free 800-222-9739. This is an open platform. This is an open community. You've heard of open source software. It's free and it's usually better because it's a community. That's what WPFW is. It is a community. It is really superior to the commercial products that you get from market forces. I'm sorry. Lamestream media is giving sanitation workers a bad name because they're pumping out garbage. It's just garbage. I can't stand it. WPFW, Jazz and Justice Radio, Garland, it's all music to me, sir. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, thank you. 202-588-9739. WPFW on Cash App, or you can just go to WPFWFM.org and go to the Donate button. You know, one of the things I think that's should be telling to people right now is all of the business about censorship, right? You can't, you can't say this online or you'll be thrown off. You can't, uh, uh, but what is it, uh, Julian Assange in trouble for? What is he actually in trouble for? Does anybody know what he's charged for? He's charged for in 2010, he released these uh, videos from Iraq showing the United States committing war crimes. 
That's what he's in jail for. That's what they got him for. Look it up. He released these videos showing these U.S. helicopter pilots murdering, the video and everything, murdering Iraqi civilians. It's a war crime. Did they put the people in jail who committed the war crime? Nope. The guy who goes to jail is the guy who reports the war crime. Think about that. The U.S. government commits a war crime. Julian Assange gets the video and releases it, and they arrest the guy who released the video of the war crimes, not the people who committed the war crimes. That's where we are, my friends. That's the way it works. Let me give you another example, a perfect example. I don't know how much you know, how much you've been paying attention to what's been going on with the NSA. Our phones are all bugged. The NSA keeps every phone, every e-call, every email, where you've been, every text, everything is sucked up by the NSA. All your information is over there, right there on Route 32 in Fort Meade on their servers. I don't know where their servers are. They may not be. They may be buried in a desert somewhere, but you get my point. The government can look at every last detail you have and bug everything you have. However... They put Julian Assange in jail for releasing their information. So in this country, the government can know your innermost workings and details, but you're not allowed to know theirs. Now, in a democracy, who elects those people? We do, which it ain't a democracy, but let's just say it were. Who elects these people? Supposedly. We supposedly elect the government officials, right? They supposedly do their bidding for us, right? They supposedly represent us, right? Then why is it that the government can know what's in your phone? They can know what's in your email. They can know what you're texting. But you can't know their details. Think about that. Doesn't seem something seem backwards? You pay the salaries of these people. You pay their pension. You pay their health care. You pay everything for them. And the government can know all of your information, everything, every text, where you are, everything. They can suck up all your information right there at, at NSA. But you're not allowed to know things that you have a right to know. We've had recent instances where members of the uh, of the um of the press have filed a Freedom of Information Act request to the government. And the judge says, yeah, you got to give it to them. And the government says no. Or the government just takes a page and says, yes, it has to be redacted and blacks everything out and gives them to a page with nothing on it. That's not fair. <laughs> Mo and I had this discussion earlier today. You got to be careful because you will be redacted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the court, can, the, the, the press can say, to, say, go to court and say, look, the government's involved in so and so. We have a right to know. And it's not classified information. And the courts can say, well, government, you got to give it to the press. First Amendment. Right, they have a right to know. And then the government can black it all out and say, yeah, they give you a page with black ink all over it and you get nothing. They get to know what you're doing all the time. You don't get to know what they're doing. That ain't a democracy, my friends. Don't fool yourself to think that that they're listening to you, that they're acting in your best, best interest. If they're acting in your best interest, wouldn't they want you to know what they were doing? 
Okay, Garland, I told you earlier, this is all music to me. So are you hearing the music? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go off script, way off script, and come back all, all the way around because there were a, a bunch of black women that did all of this work for the government, and they were literally called computers. Most people here are probably familiar with the movie Hidden Figures with Taraji P. Henson in it. Mm -hmm. There were these black women that were mathematical geniuses and they were doing the work before we had the machines that were computers, so they called them computers. When the computers were invented, the machines that we know and love, they were invented for the sole purpose of recording everything that went on the transatlantic phone lines, the mm -hmm. trunks, those big fronts. How, how are we going to keep in touch? How are we going to stay abreast of all the information that is going across these trunks? Well, the solution was you just record everything. And you'll often hear them say, well, we don't know yet. Something will have happened. You'll say, we don't know yet. That's because no human has looked at the files. They're all there. The recordings are all there. Nobody's bothered to look at it. So somebody has to go back and pull the information and say, oh, yeah, we heard this conversation that Garland Nixon had with Jerry Paris way back in November of 1981. Yes, it's there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's how the system works. But here we have this little slice of ours. WPFW is not mainstream media. It's not tied to the machine. It is ours. It belongs to this community. It belongs to you. This little slice. Understand, again, the internet was ours. We created it, not the big corporations. Tax dollars created the internet. Do a search now and see what comes up. The marketplace. This is not the marketplace. This is community. We need your support. We still got $500 to go to make the goal for this show right now. 202 588 9739 is the number that we need you to call to support our freedom of speech. Really, your freedom of speech. You make this possible. Again, you can be out of area and you can call 800 toll free 800 9739 and lend some support there. Got another person that has woken up anonymous out of Catonsville, Maryland. Thank you very, very, very much. Garland, I'll let you back on topic, sir. You bought up computers. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, read this one here. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Here's what we got. Last day of Winter Drive open house. This is Saturday, uh, the 24th. That's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 1990 K Street. That's right here. That's right. We got an open house. You can come meet programmers, LSB members, WPFW volunteers and listeners who may stop by to check out the station and drop off a check. Please, uh, please wear a mask. We have so few opportunities to engage with other, each other. Please come to the station and join in some fellowship with your colleagues and stakeholders of the station. Okay, bottom line. Tomorrow at 11. 1990 K Street. We're having an open house. You can come here. You can meet the station people. You can meet volunteers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop by. I'm definitely going to stop by. I go to the gym from 9 to 10, so I'll swing on by here and stay for the first couple hours. How's that sound? It's a pop-up. It's a short a pop up. They used to be. They used to mean a little something else in DC. When they said they were, yeah, were like, pop up. That's what they, all the weed used to be sold at the pop ups. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just saying. Hey, I didn't. Well, don't yeah. hate the messenger. 
So when you say it was a pop-up, well, man, don't say nothing. People get confused, and we'll have all the stoners will show up. <laughs> oh, pop-up, they'll all be here coming in there with I, it. I did say this was an open community, didn't there I? There you go. I did say this is an open community. So everybody so stoners is stoners are welcome, too. the top yes. part, the bold part. Thanks. Uh, you okay. did well. Just that part. Jerry stopped you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but the bottom line is this. Um, yeah, th- but it's going to regrade. So I'm going to be here. So I'll, I go to the gym. So I'll be here right around 11. I'll be here right around 11. So come meet me. It's, look, we got somebody else. Whoa, Deborah. 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 Thanks a lot. And she's in Silver Spring. What a wonderful place. I got a lot of friends in Silver Spring. Silver Spring's great. Um, so at any rate, got some good food. What's the name of that uh, new vegan? Isn't that in Silver Spring? Got some great food. Lots of good places to eat in Silver Spring. Bus Boys and Poets. They don't take out a Bus Boys and Poets. Tacoma over in that area somewhere. Well, but Silver Spring is wonderful. Thank you very much, Deborah, for helping keep uh, helping keep us on the air. We only got a few minutes left, so we need a few more people to call. 202-588-9739. It is 651. So we got nine minutes. You have nine minutes. That's a lot of time for you to call in. Um, uh, something else we got that's great I'm going to recommend. We have something called our Sustainer Program. And, you know, I'm talking a little bit more than I do normally about, um, you know, about uh, getting um, funds. But, of course, because, you know, we really need this is the end of the fund drive. We really need people to jump in. I'm going to be the next several months. Won't, I'll just be doing my regular show. So we really need you to call in with the sustainer program. Check this out. You just call in and you um, give them your info and you can say twenty dollars a month, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars, whatever. You may not be afford uh, be able to give. You know, 240 bucks. But if you do $20 a month, that comes up to 240 bucks at the end of the year. So you may not be able to afford to give it all at one time. But if you're able to do that, it's what they call in business RMR, recurring monthly revenue. Companies now, all that's what companies base themselves on. Every you ever notice, all these companies now, what do they want you to do? They want you to sign up for ten dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, whatever they get a month, nine ninety nine a month. Wow, RMR, recurring monthly revenue. That is really, really good for business because it's money you can count on. Because banks look at it and say, oh, you're guaranteed X amount of dollars, right? So we need people to build the RMR here. We need people to call in and give ten, twenty, fifteen, whatever it is a month and say i want to be part of the sustainer program i can only afford to give 20 bucks a month and we'll say lovely welcome to the family 20 dollars a month is good but if you can give 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever it is there's a little new statistic out there okay they're saying that people are coming back to radio wow because the services the subscriber services are digging deeper in people's pockets what's the new name for the cord cutters the suckers <laughs> because they went to streaming services now they're getting charged for streaming services so people are coming over to radio if you're one of those people coming back over to radio this is different radio this is free radio this is community radio yes we need your help 202-588-9739 help us out here stop doling out money to garbage come to community media 202 588-9739 again out of area toll free 800-222 9739 our website wpfwfm.org donate now button right there hit that button pledge securely we need you now and lastly we're giving you all the means that we possibly can everybody's got a smartphone on your smartphone pull up cash app type in dollar sign wpfw join the fight
Yeah, what's the point of going back to radio if all you're going to get is some washed-out military-industrial complex-funded propaganda, right? What's the point of coming back to radio if that's all you're getting? Come back to radio. Come back to radio. Come back to WPFW where people are actually allowed to say things that may be unpopular speech. Hey, how about Omar in Silver Spring? We got someone else. Omar is helping keep us on the air. He says, great show and never miss it. I really like what you're saying. Thanks a lot. Robert. Uh, Robert is in Herndon. Mr. Nixon, please keep doing what you're doing. You are appreciated. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know, one of the things that I try to do. One of the things I believe in, to me, it's not being about right. It's not being wrong, who I like, who I don't like. It's about one thing with me, consistent standards, right? I really do honestly in my heart believe in consistent and transparent standards. Isn't that what people want? People want to know what are the rules, right? Transparency. What are the rules? What are the laws? That's transparency. Consistent. Are those rules and laws applied to everybody the same? If I'm black, are the rules applied to me the same as a white person or a Latino? If I'm a woman, if I'm a black person, if I'm whatever, right? If I'm rich and I'm poor, what do people want? Transparency. I want to know what the rules are. And they want consistency applied the same to everybody. All right. I'm out of here. 202-588-9739. Um, get in touch with me anytime. Follow me on Facebook, Garland Nixon. You can follow me all over the place. There ain't a whole lot of Garland Nixon, so just search my name on any platform except X and you'll find it. Telegram, etc. Garland N, my first name and the letter N, GarlandN at gmail.com. I want to thank my main man, Kalia, in there for making it happen. You know, I am a house head and I got to have some house music. But before I go, 202-588-9739. We got $330 to go and I know people are going to call and hit that within the next five minutes. Let's hear some house music. I'm out. Two five eight eight nine seven three nine. Garland Nixon gives a terrific show that you appreciate. He's the man that you love, or the man you love to hate. He's got three minutes remaining. He still needs three hundred dollars, folks. Two o two five eight eight nine seven three nine. Please help him get the goal so that you can uh, you can let him know you can get the goal, that you help him get the goal tomorrow. He's going to be here at the station from eleven to one to meet and greet you. We have three hundred ten dollars to go. Two o two five eight eight nine seven three nine one eight hundred two 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 nine seven three nine. Go to wpfwfm.org. Or go to Cash App, dollar sign WPFW, 202-588-9739, Hub Garland.
do a do 